The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, hello, 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 and greetings from us to you at the Pet Buzz Studios. You know, it's a big two weeks coming up. I have a lot of TV shows around the country. That's really cool. Where are you going? Uh, Well, I'm zooming it in to Washington, D.C., Las Vegas twice, Houston, Columbus, Detroit, and a few others. They can either watch me live or watch the tape version that we put up on our new website. So guess what I'm going to be talking about? What? The best in holiday pet gifting. That's a great idea. I know. I've been, I actually started really early acquiring gifts for family and friends. I got your gift. You did? Mm -hmm. Can I sneak around and see it? Nope. 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 You're going to like it. Are you going to ask me if I've got you your gift? No, because I always pick out my gift and then buy it and say it's for me. That's exactly right. I actually stick a big tag on it and say, Happy Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Love Michael. Yeah. So I know what I'm getting. I, I, I do that for all the family members. It's, well, you give everybody else pretty much give them cash. Yeah. Well, that's same except thing. for me. I just go get a gift. Yeah. So. Right. OK. OK. So let's give people a little taste. Of okay. what We're going to go into today. OK. So here's one that I thought was just really interesting. It reminds us that the royals and our celebrities are just like us. So later on in the show, you're going to find out which four-legged European royal escaped from his palace. Hmm. That sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of interesting. Are you looking for a pet industry job? Pet industry entrepreneur William Relenge is discussing his new employment board, employmentpet.com. And holiday traditions can include your pet, of course. So find out our favorite holiday pet traditions. Love pet traditions. It's great. And they're easy to establish and they can really be based on the ones you do with your family growing up or your kids. I'm sure you guys have watched the National Dog Show and you saw that the Scottish Deerhound Claire won. Well, she beat out about 1,500 other dogs to earn the top prize at the National Dog Show presented by Prina. So joining us today to talk about this Thanksgiving holiday win is her handler, who is a good friend of mine, Angela Lloyd. Angie, welcome back to the Peppas. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, Charlotte, it's great to be back. And congratulations on your fantastic win. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. So it's, it's been incredible. I, I know this is, is it two years in a row? Yes, Claire's won this national dog show for the second year now in a row. And you know what's so interesting? I has any I mean back in, you know, the early 30s and the 20s you would see people winning, you know, in a row, sometimes three times in a row. Is this more or less the first time that someone's won the national dog show in a row? Uh in fact it is apparently. I was told that um well, it's, it's the 20th anniversary of the national dog show mm-hmm. and also this is the first dog to win it twice and also in consecutive years. So the national so. dog show win and Harry Potter are like, you know, like together because it's the 20th <laughs> anniversary of the Harry Potter movies. Okay. So I, you know, I always like to ask this question because so many things happen in your mind. Like when you find out you're going to have a baby or find out you've published a book 
or you're going to, you know, you've won a great acting job. So what was the first thing in your mind that you thought of, you know, when they point or they announce the dog? I, I think the first thing I thought was just, wow. I mean, probably more words that I probably shouldn't say here on the air, but um, it was a wow because Claire is really just like this gift that keeps on giving in so many ways. And it's just incredible. Well, I, you know, I think also too, because um, you showed at Westminster with Claire's, I think grandmother, is that correct? Correct. Right. Okay. And then two years in a row and you've been winning so many dogs. I mean, she's, is she the top hound or very close to the top hound being shown right now? Claire is currently the number one hound and number three dog all breeds in the nation. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, this is a special dog and Angie is a very special handler. I, I actually got to know Angie way back in the day when she won with Claire's grandmother. And she knows that I, and I always say this, I'm so fond of her mother. So hi to your mom too, because you got to say that. Um, of course, Gwen would say hi back. <laughs> of course you would, because it's great. So, and, and we'll be there together when you, when hopefully you win Westminster. Okay. Um, Oh, what what was it? And, and, you know, it's like, I know this question because I've seen you, you know, show your tuchus off. But like, what's the first thing? Like, you know, when you're in the ring, like when you're done, do you know, like as you're running around the ring, do you know it was like a great show? You know, did you know she showed well? Like as a handler, are you like that tune? Yeah, I mean, that day, I can absolutely tell you she showed really, really well. Uh, You know, just like they aren't robots, just like every other living being on the planet, you know, they, they have good days and bad days. And, you know, she had a great day on, on that day, on that day. So yeah, absolutely. You know, when the foot, the foot goes in the right place or what they're, what you're feeling at the end of the lead, what the dog's communicating to you, um, as far as whether they're happy about being there or anxious about being there, or, you know, you just, you just try and do your best. Right. That's all and anybody can do. I guess I'm curious. Do you feel it in the leash? Because people always, you know, see the handlers running around the ring. You know, it's like, do you feel it? The, you know what? That leash is a two-way street. Uh-huh. Um, you definitely, like, if I'm nervous, she'll know it. And if she's nervous, I'm going to know it. So you have to be real aware of yourself. And then to be able to, like, you know, keep your own feelings in check as a handler uh, even, you know, even the owner handlers should really be, be paying attention to this. And, and of course I am an owner handler with Claire as well, but knowing her, uh, as well as we do at this point, um, whether or not she's anxious about something, you know, she's a sight hound. So things can change on any given minute. If something moves in the background, she sees it before I do. It's a balancing act. You know, one of the reasons I asked this question, because we have so many pet owners out there. And I think it's also important to know that as a professional owner handler, and I know you breed too, don't you, Angie? I do. Right. So breeder owner handler, that it's kind of the same thing for you as them, because you do, like you said, it's both ends of the leash. If you are tense or she's tense, you both feel it. So it's good to know that, you know, Angie's like you guys, she can, she can feel it. And Claire's like your dog. She can feel it. Things are a little amiss that day. But, you know, I'm just kind of curious. And I mean, I, I've seen Claire up close and personal and, and I've seen you show over the years. What was it about that moment in that day that Claire stood out from the rest of the competition? 
I mean, we know because the judges um, know that, you know, she's a top dog. But what do you think it was? She is a top dog, but, you know, they're not judging the top dogs. They're judging these dogs to their breed standards. And on that day, I think that, that Mr. Pepper felt like that was the one that fit her breed standard the most. Um, her athleticism is unimaginable. She is a strong, powerful girl. She's sound in her movements and uh, her anatomy and things like that. And so that's that shines through. On top of that, you have the fact that she is just, she knows she's great. Uh, she's got this little attitude that, that just says, here I am. And if you can't see me, that's not my problem. <laughs> uh, she's really, she's a funny one. She's a funny girl. You know, she owns the ring. She's a beautiful dog and she is very athletic. When you watch Angie show her, you're like, wow, look at that dog. I mean, you know, look at her move. Look at her beautiful sound body. So we're up against a break. Hang on with us and and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Hey, it's Dr. Michael Fleck back with you here on The Pet Buzz. Just because the temps are falling... Don't drop the ball on your pet's flea and tick protection. Fall is not the time to fumble your responsibilities. Score a touchdown with your pet and make an extra point to keep your pets healthy and safe from fleas and tick this football, I mean, fall season. Brushing your dog's teeth can be expensive, and brushing teeth can be an absolute chore. It's so difficult. And I'm not going to tell you a tale because both are necessary to maintain a dog's healthy mouth. But to supplement my pet's dental care regime, I use Loving Pets products, tooth sticks. These affordable U.S. maiden source dog treats help maintain a clean mouth, fresh breath, and stimulate gums. Online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about Loving Pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of The Pet Buzz. Sure, I'm a little rough and tough. Somebody's got at me. I like the outdoors, camping, boating, riding in your truck with my head out the window. Yeah, I'll poop outside. Doesn't everyone? A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. We know people love their dogs, and many like to take them everywhere. To lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, Complete Book of Dog Etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed on Amazon. 
we're back on the pet buzz with Angela Lloyd talking about the National Dog Show presented by Prina. You know, one of the things that I always say about the show is that anyone can listen from like 12 to 75. And I think, you know, one of the things I love when I have folks like you on is that you showed in juniors, correct? I did. I did show in juniors. I, I started very young showing dogs. So whether you're 12 or whether you have children, talk to us a little bit about what you took away from showing in juniors and how that helped you. I mean, obviously you're a breeder owner handler now, but for people who are interested in getting their kids involved in dog showing, what are some of the great lessons that you learned from dog showing? Because, you know, there are not a lot of, you know, role models today anyway. So if I can find some in various different, uh, you know, industries or vocations, I'm always happy to let them talk about the things they learned when they were younger, as they were perfecting their craft. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the dog shows are a great place for, for kids. It's a, it should be a family welcoming environment. Um, at least that's what I would, has always been told. And, you know, there's, you, you have ups and downs in that. And there's wonderful things to learn because you learn discipline. Uh, you have a live animal that you're working with that you're, that you're taking care of. So you learn a lot of responsibility early on. Um, if you're directed in, in the proper ways, I took junior handling extremely seriously. I basically did junior handling through middle school and high school as like my extracurricular activity I'm instead laughing. of being a cheerleader or on the soccer team. I'm laughing because you're a serious person because she, if you know her, Angie's <laughs> yeah, a serious yeah. person. I mean, she does laugh. I mean, look at her now, but she is a serious person. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, definitely. I mean, I was going to dog shows probably two to three weekends out of the month, um, mm-hmm. showing dogs. But so was my, so were my parents. My dad was very involved in dog shows, you know, and I went with him. Uh, and later on, as I grew up, you know, I started working and apprenticing for people who were professional handlers who my parents trusted. Uh, obviously, you have to have that really great communication, and you want to check people out before you send your kids with them, no matter what you do no matter who you are, where you're at. Sure. Um, and so, you know, you have to build trust. So it's a lot of different things. You, 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 as a young person, it gives you a chance to be confident. Like, especially if like for myself, I was super shy. So it gave me a way to build confidence because I was working with the animal, not just standing alone. Um, it's like one thing about like that, those programs where kids go and read their books, read books to dogs in the libraries. I mean, that's fantastic because a lot of those kids on their own don't want to read out loud, but they'll read out loud to the animals. Sure. Um, so there's so many wonderful things that, that I, that were brought to me in life because of my work with the dogs. So definitely it's a great place for kids to start out. You know, one of the reasons I like to highlight um, dog showing is because we have a tendency to think all kids just need to play sports. And I mean, I live in a place in Florida where we have IMG. Uh, So we have a lot of athletes, you know, whether they play golf, lacrosse or tennis or whether you have those superstars coming back here and you're seeing them. Um, One of my close friends, couple I'm friends with, um, Chip just stopped running IMG within the last year. So, you know, I'm seeing all that, but there's so many other things that where kids can really excel and learn and learn responsibility. And also, you know, I think when you are apprenticing, 
that one-on-one relationship, you realize it's business. I mean, because you're representing the person that you're working for as well as they're kind of showing you the ropes. Okay. So I guess my last question is really simple. What's next for you and Claire? I mean, will we be seeing you at the Westminster Kennel Club dog show? Well, uh, we've made our entry and uh-huh. we have intentions of being there. So we'll just see, see what happens. It's um, two months away at this point. So, you know, as long as she's feeling up to the challenge, we'll try to have her there. Yeah. In the meantime, we've got four more weeks left of this show year. Um, and then we can have Christmas and the new year. <laughs> right. And then you've got to and you've got to retain your place. Well, Angie, it's Angela Lloyd. Thank you so much for being here with us. We are always happy to watch you in the ring. We're always happy to praise you on this show when you win. So I can only hope that Westminster will be a win for you in 2022, which is actually in probably about uh, seven or eight weeks, right? That's about right. I'll see you there. (laughs) We'll see what happens, Charlotte. Thanks so much. Okay. I appreciate all you do. Thanks for being so great. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life because until now, Treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor, followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA, which is simply an injection of Stelfanta directly into the tumor. Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on thepetbuzz.com. For Pet Buzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flock. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. You know, one of the things I like is my I like you of the week. And it really involves something I've seen or I've I've come across that, uh, you know, I'm I'm really uh, I'm jiggy with. Let's just say I think it's kind of cool. So I want to talk today. My I like he has to do with a functional pet fashion advice. OK, so you know what I really like my dogs to wear this time of the year? I like a good red sweater. A good red sweater is great for the colder or cooler months. And here's the thing. It looks good on all dogs. It keeps your dog warm, but it also looks festive. So here's what you do. You look for an acrylic fabric with a knit construction, you know, with like a little turtleneck design. So it looks kind of sporty. And this way with the acrylic and the knit, it kind of stretches as your dog moves and you don't need to spend a lot of money. I'd rather you have two or three good acrylic sweaters because that way, as your pet gets them dirty and wet, you can throw them in the wash each night or hand wash them and hang them up. Plus, let's face it, with the snow, They're going to get dirty and mucked up anyway. But the great thing about a red sweater or a bright colored sweater is you can always see it in that white snow. Also, when you're buying that red sweater, look for a slit in the back of uh, the neck 
So that way you could attach your dog's leash to the collar that might be under the sweater, or they might even have one where there's a slit down the back. So if your dog does wear a harness and you put the sweater over the harness, you can attach it there. And here's the other reason I like a red sweater. You can put that red sweater on your dog right now, and it's good all the way up to Valentine's Day. Mm. So it's one of those things you don't have to change out. If it had snowflakes or more of a Christmas theme, then it you couldn't do that after January 1. But a good plain red sweater goes all the way up to Valentine's Day. And guess what? what? I found a great price sweater oh. at Target. There's great price sweaters. They run from extra small to extra large, and the price is 12 bucks. Wow, so you got to love that. Yeah, that's relatively inexpensive. I know. I bought four for the dogs. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. So, I just moved in with this family, and it's embarrassing. The little one, he likes to go outside and crawl around in the giant litter box. I don't know what he's doing. I mean... I was born, and I knew how to use the litter box. That's disgusting! I really hope he grows out of this, for his sake. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Are you part of the pack at Pet Buzz Plus? Hi, Charlotte. This is Terry. I'm from Arizona, and I listened to your show, and when you were talking about how your dog follows you around, follows you into the bathroom and all of that. I just had to reach out. I have a German Shepherd. His name is Thor, and he follows me everywhere. I am his mom. He always has me in sight, and he follows me everywhere. He sleeps in the bed with me, but this dog, I love him, and he loves me, and he is just amazing, following me everywhere, in the bathroom, into the garage, into the backyard. I, he's my shadow. I should have named him Shadow. My husband is jealous. Anyway, just had to reach out and share that with you. Love your show. Thank you. We love getting social with you on Pet Buzz Plus. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz. With the popular movement to save our environment, our precious beef, and especially our barbecued steaks, may be in line for extinction. According to current biology, cows don't make an effort to restrict their urine to any one particular place. The article also confirms that cow's pee is a greenhouse gas, maybe 300 times more potent than carbon monoxide and 10 times more than methane. So University of Auckland in New Zealand to the rescue. They taught cows to be potty trained and use a latrine instead of the pasture. So in the future, mobile toilets in the pasture might become as visible as windmills. Contain the pee, neutralize the greenhouse gas, and hooray, we keep our stinks.
welcome back. And you know, what I was doing during the commercial break, I was thinking about how the holidays are a great time to really enjoy some of those family traditions. Sometimes people think it's just the food, but it's not just the food. And you can do the same thing. You can establish these great traditions with your, your dog, cats, and your other pets. So let's share with the folks some of the our favorite holiday pet traditions. Here's one. Here's one. Okay. Include your pet in the annual holiday photo. Good one. For the Christmas cards. You know, I, I think it's a great idea. It's a great way to see the family and how the kids have changed. And also, and the same thing with the pet. Now the trend is they all dress the same. Maybe they're wearing the pajamas or they're all wearing white shirts. I mean, it's fantastic. I love those. Okay, so here's one of my favorites. And it, it, it kind of goes with accenting and decorating your home. So, you know, I hang up. I have seasonal pillows on the couch and I hang up little things, the Christmas cards and stuff. But I do the same thing for the dog. So I have seasonal dog beds, seasonal toys and seasonal bowls. It's a great way to kind of take the decorating up a notch and make it seem just fa-la-la part of the holidays. And I love it. And that includes the sweaters and the bandanas and the red coats. So gives it a joie de vivre. Oh, what was that? Joy of living. Okay. Got it. I'm with you. Okay. You introduced me to Advent calendars. And what's funny is I'm a Jew, but I like the ones for the pets. It's fun. Real cool. It doesn't have to be a lot. It can, You know what? It's great for that. Those little mini milk bones. You can buy them at the supermarket. They're tiny. They're like puppy treats. That's you know, all the pets. You know, and if you do it with your kids, you know, the little kids, uh-huh. then you can do the countdown to Christmas. Right. Exactly. And the kids learn to wait and it's anticipated. Okay. So here's one that I really, and I, and I just did this today. So I think about giving to a shelter by sponsoring a pet. Now, not all shelters have sponsor a pet, but you can make a charitable donation. And COVID was hard hit for a lot of shelters, like a lot of charities, but especially uh, the animal shelters and the, a lot of the rescue organizations. And really, that money can be used for animals who have particular health problems, whether it's dogs, cat, horses, or whatever kind of animals. So monetary donations are great, whether it's one, two, you could take all your loose change and, and, and drop it off. Every shelter pretty much on their website has a wish list of things they need. And it could be sheets and blankets. It could be toilet paper, paper towels. They'll be more than happy to accept dog food, especially if you have a pet that passed on this year. It's a great time to maybe give toys or whatever he had for those pets. Well, what about this? How about lighting a candle for the pet that's passed? Lighting candles serve as a symbol of hope and for us remembrance. And do that in memory of the lost pet. Yeah. Each candle reminds us of the memories of our of our past pets that have been so important to us. Mm-hmm. We will think of maybe Thames, Hannah, Ty. All who passed Hudson, away this year. Grown, yeah. And Studley. Yeah. Studley, your dog. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. One of my favorites for not only me, but for my pets. Dress your pet in an ugly sweater. <laughs> ugly sweaters aren't just for humans. As we know, they're for pets. National Ugly Sweater Day is celebrated on the third Friday of December each year. Some of the best ugly sweaters can be found at your big box stores. Have your dog or cat flaunt their season's best for the entire day. Make sure you take photos and make sure you use the hashtag ugly Christmas sweater. Just a reminder, it's that third Friday of December. Hey, you know what? I just got your Christmas card. Oh, you did. Did you like it? It was a little different this year. Uh huh. You know what it was? I know what it was. You gave it to me. (laughs) It was a bust 
with all these dogs celebrating the holidays. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it was definitely cool. So why don't you send out a pet themed holiday cars to your friends as well as your dog or cat friends? And I did that. I sent it out to some of the dog's friends. Oh, OK. Like Beretta and, you know, here's another here's street. another unique thing you uh-huh. can do. And at home, you can do this. Have your pet sign the card with its paw. Oh, you know, that's really nice, but it gets really messy. The best thing to do is to buy a stamp of a paw print or you can have it made up and then just put your paw, your pet's name on it. That's kind of cool. Too. It's like I like home cooked food. Got to do the home cooked paw print. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Okay, OK, these are the last two. OK, so one thing that a lot of people, the younger, especially younger people don't enjoy is gingerbread. The older generation, you remember gingerbread and the gingerbread houses. Well, anyway, you can make a gingerbread house, make your pet holiday is more festive with a gingerbread dog house. You can use a kit or you can make one from from scratch and really be creative this time of the year. In some cities like Asheville, North Carolina, there are even gingerbread dog house competitions to benefit a local dog charity. And you can also here's my last one. Okay. You can also decorate with a pet tree. So, you know, in recent years, people have more than one tree. They have the main tree and maybe they have the kids tree. Why not have a dog tree and you can adorn it with some lovely uh, pet themed ornaments? Okay, so, you know, we we really have more pet traditions to share with you. So on our the Pet Buzz blog, Mm -hmm. there are more ideas for you to establish holiday pet traditions. So establish them. Often should you bathe your pet? Well, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and I'm asked that question often. How often you should wash your dog depends on a number of factors, including his health, breed, coat, and activity level, as well as where these activities are taking place. Dogs who spend days outside rolling in things are going to need a bath far more often than the ones who spend most of their time on the couch. Or you can always take the smell test. If your dog walks into the room and you can smell them, it's time for a bath. Make sure when it's time for a bath, you gather up all the supplies, including a non-slip mat and plenty of towels. Use shampoo formulated for dogs and turn your cell phone off to avoid distraction. And if you have a dog that hates getting a bath, smear some peanut butter on the bathtub wall and let him lick it off while you bathe him. Then he'll know bathing can really be a treat. Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life because until now, treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA which is simply an injection of Stelfanta directly into the tumor. Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on thepetbuzz.com. For Pet Buzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flock.
Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. Every week, I'm always looking for for global pet news for the show. I always try to find things that are really interesting or things that pique my interest or things that really are, are, are international. So this news is out of Indonesia. So Four Paws, it came from Four Paws, which is an animal welfare organization for animals under human influence, which reveals suffering, rescue animals in need and really protects them. So in this press release that they posted, it discussed how police officers and animal rescues from dog meat free Indonesia intercepted a delivery truck carrying 53 dogs bound for an illegal slaughterhouse. So the consumption of dog meat in Indonesia, which is Indonesia's a Muslim majority nation is considered a harem, which means it's forbidden. And even though the Indonesian government has declared that the dog meat trade is illegal, guess what? People still eat dog meat and the dog meat trade there claims the lives of a million dogs a year. But this was the part that was so difficult to read and difficult to like comprehend. So these 53 dogs were basically under the age of one. They were thrown in bags, tied at the neck and bound at the mouth. And all the dogs after they were cut loose and got emergency treatment, it seems only one dog died and they'll stay at a temporary shelter uh, until they recover from abuse. And then they'll try to adopt him out. The good thing is that the man who was suspected of being in the dog meat trade for many, many years, for 20 years, as a matter of fact, he was arrested and he is allegedly one of the kingpins of doing this. And you know what's really interesting? Dog meat in Indonesia was introduced by Christian missionaries. Wow. So that's why. And it's stuck. And, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, There's two things that I thought were kind of interesting about this whole story. Obviously, the type of things that they're doing. This whole situation highlights dog napping. But, you know, we always talk about dog meat being eaten in China and Vietnam, where really a lot of us aren't aware that people are eating dog meat in Indonesia. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So it's a huge problem there. I guess we really just want to applaud Four Paws. Yes. For being on this case. Uh, And to remind you that Four Paws and other organizations do extraordinary work and they bring in volunteers from all over the world. So I always consider gifting these type of organizations as well as local shelters at this time of the year because they need the money. As well as our giving out a shout to them. Looking for a job in the pet industry, whether it be at an entry level or at the top, there's a new website that makes it much easier. And joining us today to talk about his new venture, employmentpet.com, is William Relinge. William, thanks for joining us today on the Pet Buzz. Dr. Flip, Charlotte, thank you for having me. You know, Mark's been in the space for a long time. He's owned Amazing Pet Expos. He has a pet marketing firm. So we're so glad that we can talk about this new venture because in a time when so many people are looking for a job, you offer a great and simple solution. That's the idea, yes. So, William, with the surge of pet ownership during the pandemic, are there and will there be more pet and related companies looking for employees with animal and pet experience in the next few years? 
Well, they've always looked for, um, you know, as someone that has a passion for animals or is, is, you know, comfortable working around animals. But as the pet industry has grown, um, you really have found that someone with a passion for animals or a pet parent who, or person who has a passion for animals is really often ideal. And that is kind of what employers are seeking, particularly in one-on-one animal positions or jobs. So talk to us a little bit about employeepet.com. What prompted you to found it and what is it? Well, employeepet.com is basically a job board. So it's a pet version of a monster.com or an indeed.com or any uh, other uh, job boards, but it's primarily geared at the pet industry. And that can be anything from uh, animal uh, veterinary assistant to uh, dog groomer or really any position within that realm of the, uh, well, you know, there's the metaverse, I call it the pet averse. Uh, it's just all encompassing uh, in that industry. What prompted you to found it? Well, I have a lot of clients that I work with in our ad agency where we specialize in working with pet businesses, often small to mid-sized pet businesses. And the biggest issue they have is finding someone that is dependable, that really understands the seriousness of working with a living creature or an animal. Uh, you know, there are people who I think that look at pet sitting perhaps as a, um, you know, kind of an easy job to do, or you could do it part-time or on the side, but they forget about things like administering medications if necessary, um, you know, safety issues, uh, making sure that dogs don't get out. I mean, just a number of things that really, when you have someone at the core who is really passionate about pets, even if they don't have the skills, the job is there to either connect them with an employer that will provide that training or a resource to provide that training. You know, Dr. Fleck, did you hear the magic word? Veterinary assistant. And I know you need one. So you're going to have to check out employeepet.com after this interview. Right. right? Yep. So is the trend in industry employment websites, are they here to say? I think so. I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of websites, job boards that are industry specific. And I think that there are some things about the pet industry, as we call it, um, that are unique even to other industries. There are uh, so many different things to take into consideration and all of the, you know, safety issues and breeds and how they react and all of these things. So, I mean, it really, I mean, it niches it down to an even tighter uh, segment. And I think that that's where you'll see other industries, of course, do the same thing. But I think that there is such a unique aspect to the pet industry overall that it's it's it in itself will drive probably more than one job board like this currently i think what are the type of jobs that you might be offering on employeepet.com and what do you think it's going to ascend to in the future well generally the idea is um for an employer anywhere in the united states to uh post a job uh listing that's available on the site in their category and then, uh, you know, it's a tricky thing when you're launching something like this because you need employers and you need candidates and you have to get them there at the same time. <laughs> and it's a big country. So what we have been basically doing is as the site has grown and launched as, uh, as so if someone posts a dog grooming availability in 
Nashville, Tennessee. We will follow that with a digital billboard campaign, point our Google paid ads in that direction, and try to just boost that area and do that one area at a time. So right now, though, we have groomers, uh, training apprentice, um, a, a number of different positions that are available in different parts of uh, the country, and it's getting new ones every day. Sure. Are you hoping, I guess, in the next few years to attract more sales manager type jobs? I mean, not just on the service industry, but, you know, sales and marketing, social media type jobs. Yes. As a matter of fact, is, um, you know, we have those categories there. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we would like to, you know, manufacturing and distribution, uh, product of inside and outside sales representatives. Um, any number of things, point of sale systems that are dedicated to, you know, the pet industry, so to speak. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, things aren't always built for the pet industry, so to speak. You can get something off the rack, but it has to be modified like a point of sale system for a retail shop. It may not have the fields that you need for, you know, what type of pet, small dog, big dog, medium dog, all of those things. So, you know, those things are out there. So we'd like to try to match those and other things with the right candidate. We're up against a break. So hang on with us and, and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Here at The Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their tooth sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think Loving Pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about Loving Pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. We're back on the Pet Buzz with William Relenge of EmployPet.com talking about his new website and employment opportunities in the pet industry. You know, we talked a little bit about technology. So a lot of employment websites are driven by technology. How do you uh, hope to attract more employers and potential employees? I mean, what do you offer the two groups? I mean, I know from doing research for this interview, a lot of people are talking about on some of these websites, they're going to start having videos that mm-hmm. employees and employers can put on, like introduction to the company and, and things like right. that, or introdu- an introduction other than just filling out the forms and looking at the resume. Are you guys planning on doing that as well over the next? We are. And, and part of the, uh, yes, it, exactly that. I mean, we've, we've continued as the site has gone to take input from employers 
and add new features like galleries and cover images and other things, video links, and we'll continue to do that. And of course, it's free for any candidate to search um, for a position. But the main thing that we really look forward to adding are resources that someone can access, a candidate can access to actually find an end to a career. If it's not someone that's willing to perhaps train as an apprentice, maybe it's a grooming salon that's willing to pay for a grooming certification and we would have partnerships with some of the grooming schools or uh, pet sitter courses and different things to give them resources to how do I get, how do I get as a candidate, how do I get into this position? I think that's one of the hardest things. Um, and one of the fun things I've seen in our, just our Google ad campaigns and looking at what people are searching, it's how do I become a pet sitter? How do I become a dog groomer? You know, you can't just become a dog groomer tomorrow uh, if you've never done it before. <laughs> so trying to find, I mean, I could try, but I wouldn't do very good at it. Uh, but the idea being um, to provide not just connection between candidates and employers, but also resources for candidates uh, to get into those fields. So if any of our listeners are looking for a job, call me. But uh, <laughs> just give a few tips for potential job applicants. Well, I think it's important to understand what kind of position, you know, it is and do a little bit of research. If it's a bather in a grooming shop, uh, if, if it's pet sitting, if it's a, a, a kennel assistant, you know, understand what those things are and what those things entail and, and make sure that you have the right skill set and capabilities for that. I mean, a kennel manager, that's going to be a loud environment. It's not just one dog, not one on one. You're probably going to be dealing with a number of them. It sometimes can get, you know, dirty in the sense that you have to clean up a lot. Gotta uh, clean up a lot and of that's poop. something that people don't think about often. You know, so it, it's a matter, and, and even in the veterinary field, uh, Dr. Fleck, I'm sure you'd agree. I mean, there's, there can be some things that happen that maybe people aren't comfortable with seeing if they're not used to that type of thing, or they need to become accustomed to seeing a procedure or something along those lines. So, you know, investigate what the position is and understand the company. And then understand your skill set before you really, and then explain how you feel you can make be that fit. Yeah, I mean, I think you know some of the great tips that I think, uh, obviously, having a good resume is always very helpful, and making sure you know you show up for your interview. Most interviews are going to be online, so you want to be prepared for that. Whether if you have a computer or not, you can go to the local library and do some of those job interviews there. But I also think if you do want to get some experience volunteer at your local shelter. There's lots of opportunities, not necessarily just walking the dogs and bathing the dogs, but you can get some experience there. And here's the other thing. And this is a case for you. A lot of the employees that you've had over the years, you've really had to train them up, right, Dr. Fleck? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and they've stayed with you for a relatively long time. Yes. Yeah. 10, so, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fantastic. And I think, you know, there's value in, in that you know, in, in being taught and learning that skill. Um, and I know there are some people out there, like I said, that they just don't know where do I start and finding someone like yourself that is willing to provide that training is important. So we encourage our candidates to, if they're or our employers, if they are willing to pay for or provide training or certification if necessary. I mean, obviously we want to avoid any kind of issues with encounters with living creatures that could bite or be scared or snap. I mean, so there's a lot to it uh, when it comes to working with pets. So learning those skills is of paramount importance. Sure. 
Well, William, your organization is very, very relevant these days. Very relevant. <laughs> so many people are looking for jobs or even even here in Florida, where we have so many part time people who are looking for jobs, seniors who, who want to work, too. Right. Yeah, I think that, that the other other side of that issue is that it's put out there and maybe make people think that they might be interested in something like that. Sure. Because my recollection is three or four years ago, we'd put an ad out and within 12 hours, we'd have 60 applicants. Now we put an ad out and we go weeks without getting even one applicant. Yeah. So you're in the entire industry. I mean, there people are, are going to follow their passion right now. That's what's happening. So, uh, you know, you're going to see less of the mass resume submissions that we saw a few years ago. Well, thanks for joining us today. Really, really relevant. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Dr. Fleck, Charlotte, thank you. Nice to meet both of you. Nice to meet you too. Well, just to recap, that was uh, William Relenge of EmployPet.com talking about his new website and employment opportunities in the pet industry. We wish him luck and we'd like to see what's going to happen in the next few years. Not only in the next few years, the next few months. The next few months. Please. Well, yeah, hopefully more employees as well as employers will get on that website, post sure. jobs. Because I think the pet industry is always exciting. There's so much going on in the pet industry right now. Yes. So this will be the perfect web, the perfect really venue, website venue for this. And that's like your attention, please. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. So, as I said early on in the show, even royal dogs run away. So, <laughs> Prince Carl Philip of Sweden's dog, Siri, was recently discovered walking alone in a royal park in Stockholm. So, he made it home thanks to some locals who really did some fast thinking. So, check this out. So, these two locals, these two friends, see a dog calmly walking in a park. He's strolling along like he doesn't have a care in the world. And they they thought this is it's late at night. What's this dog doing out? Right. So the dog, they went over to the dog. He was very friendly and he had a collar on and it had a number. So they started to call and text the number, but nobody answered. And the dog kept, you know, he he, he they walked away and the dog kind of followed them. Then he turned around and he just kind of sat down and they were like, dogs don't live in this park. And then one of them said, you know. I'm curious, doesn't the prince live right over there? And the other one said, yeah, well, maybe the prince has a dog. So they sit there on their phones and Google to find out if Prince Carl Philip has a dog. It turns out he did. Then they found a story that the dog named Siri escaped, left the house and got brought home by the police. Right. And they started putting two together and they said, we bet this is theory. Bingo. Exactly. They bet this is Siri. So uh, eventually they instead of calling, since nobody answered, they crossed the street, talked to the guard and said, I think we have the dog, Siri. And the guard said, wait right here. So Prince Philip came down with his son and thanked these two locals. So, as I said, another dog returned safely to his home. And I think that's something good. What a nice story. They just took the time. And it paid off, you know, an extra few minutes. 
and then to see if the dog the dog was obviously really comfortable in his surroundings and they but nobody lived in that area so they that's why i think they started thinking because it was actually part of at one point you know the palace it was a royal park yeah that'll be conversations for their friends at the next cocktail party yeah. they go to and how they met the prince and his son yeah, yeah see? They saved that's kind of cool that could be a movie how they saved the royal dog Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Well, as we always say, Dr. Flack, it's always too soon to wrap the show. God, it is. is I know. Already? I know. But we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week, we're going to talk about holiday pet gifts, cold weather tips. Baby, it's getting cold outside. It's really cold yeah, outside. It's really cold. Even for us in even Florida. Even for us in Florida, it's really cold. Yeah, everyone, it's only 47 degrees and we're freezing. Freezing. So, Dr. Flack, why don't you thank yeah, our guests? Let's get some special thanks to our guests. Angela Lloyd and William Grunge. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, our new sponsor, Loving Pet Products, the manufacturers of safe and healthy U.S. sourced and made affordable treats. For more additional savings for Loving Pets treats and other products, thepetbuzz.com. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you Take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family, and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters.